This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. A whistleblower out of Twitter, and they're alleging Twitter's been grossly negligent when it comes to security, that they misled regulators about their ability to fight off hackers, and that it has become a risk to national security. The complaint comes from the social media platform's former security chief, Peter Zatko. He's known in cybersecurity circles as Mudge and has held tech roles in the U.S. Department of Defense, Google, and Stripe, which is a payment processing platform. So joining us now with more on the whistleblower's allegations and what it means for you and what they could mean for Twitter going forward is Joseph Men, technology reporter specializing in hacking, privacy, and su- surveillance. Welcome back to Reset. Hi, thanks for having me. Talk us through Zatko's uh, complaint to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. What's he alleging? I guess the core part is that the security at Twitter is so bad on the basics, according to Zatko, that it amounts to a violation of an old consent decree the company had with the Federal Trade Commission after a series of earlier breaches. Uh, Twitter has been beset by breaches for, for most of its history, and sometimes they're they're really embarrassing. You have a teenager, in, in some cases, taking over of you know taking over accounts belonging to Donald Trump or Elon Musk, people like that. Um, and uh, Zaka was brought in uh, in 2020 after one of these bad hacks to to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he basically says that he was unable to do that. So that um, uh, the the net result is uh, a company that can't protect user data and that has been lying to shareholders about it being in violation of continual violation of its deal with the FTC. That's what the complaint says. The the complaint was filed in July. Why are we just hearing about it now? Well, these are typically secret and, and often stay secret forever. Um, but in this case, um, it went to not just the SEC, but the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice and Zadko's nonprofit attorneys at Whistleblower Aid decided also to share it with some members of Congress. And so we were able to obtain it from one of those members of Congress. And so we're clear, Joseph, what kind of data specifically is he talking about? Sensitive user data. So that's not just the phone number and email addresses you might use to sign up for an account there, but also location data, uh, which can be a very big deal if you're, say, a dissident in a country that's authoritarian uh, and you're tweeting anonymously, as many do. to you know, exercise your what we would consider a First Amendment right to criticize the government or, or express political opinions. In in the past, this has been a big problem, uh, a matter of life and death. Um, just this month in San Francisco, a Twitter employee, a former Twitter employee, was convicted for slipping information about Saudi dissidents to the regime there. So this is this is a big deal, and he's saying that it the the company can't protect that sort of data and mm-hmm. actually has other. Uh, foreign government agents on its payroll. So people listening now might be concerned, Joseph. So what should they know, uh, especially if they're on Twitter, about how Twitter protects their data today? Well, given Zatko's reputation and 30-year and career in the security industry, which includes stints uh, very high in the government, um, you should be concerned. You should assume that nothing um, you put on Twitter even that you give Twitter or the Twitter collects on you can stay secret. I mean, that's, you know, it's the ball sort of in Twitter, Twitter's court to disprove it. They, of course, uh, of course dispute all these allegations um, or say that they're out of date and they've done much better um, since Zach left the company in six months. But if you're going to give your phone number 
you might want to consider giving a Google Voice number or something like that, not your legit phone number. Mm-hmm. You also you also might consider using you should still use two factor authentication, but um, uh, text messages over your phone are, are the weakest kind of that. So you should consider using something like Google Authenticator, an app, to confirm that it's really you logging on. Mm. Zacho used to be Twitter's head of security. What happened there? He was head of security for about 15 months. Uh, Dorsey, Jack Dorsey, the, one of the Twitter's co-founders, and at that point the CEO brought him on, uh, put him in charge. Uh, and then, according to the complaint, was pretty absent. Um, he w- he missed many. Uh, our reporting shows that he missed many one-on-one meetings he was supposed to do with his his direct reports. And according to Zacco, they Dorsey expressed about 50 words total to him in an entire year. Oh wow! About a, a couple dozen text messages. So he was also running uh, also running Square. Um, he was CEO of that at the same time. And he was, you know, going off on, on retreats and vacations and stuff like that. And it just got worse during the pandemic. And so Zacco says it was very hard for him to get buy-in from other executives that he needed to work with. So he's ostensibly in charge, but didn't have real power. Dorsey left in November, was succeeded by the former chief technology officer, Parag Agrawal, and Parag uh, fired uh, uh, Zacco during a debate, a fierce debate over what the board should be told about the state of security at Twitter. So Zacco was hired to help Twitter's security breach and then possibly fired for the exact same oh, thing? He, he, he was fired um, uh, according to the company because of poor performance, according to Zacco's complaint, because uh, he was trying to tell the board how bad things really were and Agarwal didn't want him to. And before Twitter let him go, he wrote an analysis, right, of, of the information security? He, he started writing it before um, he was fired, and they actually finished after he was fired when he no longer had any obligation to the company. He, he, he turned in a very long report about everything that was wrong, and he sent that to the board in February. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Joseph Men, who is a technology reporter at The Washington Post, specializing in hacking, privacy, and surveillance. And we're discussing a whistleblower who filed complaints and is uh, raising concerns about Twitter's security practices. So how's Twitter responding to the complaint, Joseph? Um, well, let's see. They are saying that it is riddled with inaccuracies, um, which they some some they are specific about. Most they are not. Um, they that they've you know this is this is uh, he's talking about he hasn't been there for six months, so he doesn't know all the great things that they've done to improve things, and they are improving some things. Um, and uh, and they say that he's a disgruntled uh, opportunist. And and there's sort of um, there have been suggestions from people at Twitter that this uh, he may be somehow in league with Musk, but um, no. actually there has been no communication uh, between between the two. And the February report is before Musk started to make his move on Twitter. Well, you just mentioned they are improving some things, and and that sort of falls in line with what Twitter spokesperson Rebecca Hahn said. Uh, said she said the platform has tightened up security extensively since 2020. What have they changed? Well, they say they've gotten better uh, at access controls, uh, which is one of the key problems that um, engineers within Twitter especially can sort of range through the networks and look at sensitive data. They have access to the production environment. They can push out code into the product without uh, major testing in a simulated environment. Um, and that's that they say they've tightened up that. This, they have in what's called God mode, where a few hundred employees or were at the time of this complaint 
um, who could access pretty much anything at Twitter. They've reduced that number over the years, but according to Zach Code, that's the bigger problem is that thousands of people have access to the production environment. Another big thing that he's cited is that 30% of the of the company's laptop computers had automatic updates, uh, software updates blocked, which means you know, when inevitably, you know, some program was found to have a flaw in it and the, and the company behind that, you know, fixed fixed that flaw and pushed out an update, which is best security practice everywhere, uh, they weren't going into some of those machines. And it turns out that thousands of Twitter employees had full copies of Twitter source code on their laptops. So if somebody could mm-hmm. hack into those laptops, they could walk off with Twitter's code, which, among other things, would mean um, that they could look for vulnerabilities and, and ways to exploit the code because all programs have vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. So there, there are a lot of issues. We don't know how many of those have been fixed. We do know that Twitter named a new uh, chief information security officer, Leah, Leah Kistner, uh, who's very well regarded, somebody that uh, Zatko had brought on. Have the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission or the Department of Justice or the Federal Trade Commission, have they commented on the complaint? They have so far declined to comment, okay. um, but we but we know that at least the Federal Trade Commission is beginning to look into this. We also have uh, members of Congress on the record saying that um, they are very concerned about national security aspects of this, privacy implications of this, and are meeting with Zacco this week to learn more. Are there any concerns over retaliation from Twitter? Well, there is, the the thing about the SEC whistleblower law, which is what this was filed under, is that they are barred from retaliation. Oh, they can't. Uh, he's, he, he's he's already left, so it would be um, uh, you know, they can't fire him. And they they can't fire him a second time. Right. True. <laughs> uh, I, I suppose they could sue him, but there's been no mention of that yet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Post uh, spoke to some current and former employees on this complaint. Who were they, Joseph, and, and what did they have to say about Zacco? <laughs> Um, well, so we, we spoke to quite a number, um, and it was a mixed bag. Um, generally, the people who – I have to be careful because I don't want to point a finger at our sources here. There were people that worked um, in adjacent departments that were more critical of him, um, and, the, and there are people who worked uh, more closely with him who thought he was, he thought he was very good. Um, there are people uh, – we also ran a profile of, of Zatko, and in that I quoted – Former, uh, former people under him uh, or who worked closely with him by name, um, just about what he was like without getting into what happened to Twitter, where they might run a foul of uh, mm-hmm. NDAs. Uh, and they, they think he's amazing, um, that he uh, you know, could speak geek, be extremely technical, but also explain in English to executives and outsiders what was actually happening and what was important to fix. He's sort of known for cutting through the crap, even in the um, security industry. Uh, when he was at DARPA, uh, it would, the folks brought you the internet, um, he uh, declassified a slide that's, that showed that uh, an enormous percentage, about like a third of the vulnerabilities that the U.S. government knows about in its own computers come from security software. Mm-hmm. So, so like security software is presumed to be secure, and it's not. It's actually one of the least secure types of programs. And even though he is an, a security industry luminary, uh, Zacco, you know, went to you know security conferences and pointed this out very loudly. He's sort of like a he's he's been saying the emperor has no clothes yeah. for a long time. That's yeah. his style. Well, you mentioned Elon Musk earlier. You know, Twitter's still in the middle of a legal battle with him over his backing out of their purchasing deal. Any comment by chance from Musk on this complaint? 
we know that Musk is playing very close attention to it. He tweeted about it twice yesterday after we broke the story. Um, they are looking to uh, depose uh, Zacco and see what else they can learn. Um, and there's nothing legally to stop that process that I'm, that I'm aware of. So that is, that's quite likely to happen. There are two things that Musk wants out of Zacco. One is that Zacco's complaint backs up some of what Musk has been saying mm-hmm. about an uh, alleged underestimate of bot presence on Twitter. Um, uh, he didn't have direct oversight of, of bots, but he says things in the complaint like uh, the company wasn't incented uh, to get rid of bots overall. Um, uh, their bonuses were not attached to that. They, they were attached to other things. Um, and, uh, and that um, they didn't really have a very accurate count because, according to Zacco's complaint, they didn't actually want to know because that number was too scary. Um uh, that's one thing that Musk wants out of Zacco. The other thing is that Zacco's alleging securities violations. He's alleging that uh, the company misled shareholders, yeah. and that would give Musk potentially another way out of the deal, uh, which is which is that Interesting. Um, in, in the initial contract uh, for Musk to buy it for $44 billion, Twitter had to say all of our past SEC filings are, are accurate in material respects. So if it comes out that they're not, that, that means he can walk, out, walk away free. Joseph Men is a Washington Post technology reporter specializing in hacking, privacy, and surveillance. Thank you, Joseph. Sure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.